Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You are trophy wife, not me! You are trophy wife! To top her? My high school sweetheart? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Cool your jets over here. Because it was the early years! I'm going upstairs. I met Topper at boarding school, and he is my same age. She was a hostess at a restaurant when she met her husband, and he was like 100. That's the definition of a trophy wife. I'm not arm candy. You know what? I don't shave my pussy. back to another episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry reporting live from Ramona Singer's lower level you guys thank god that the Real Housewives of New York is back um I mean what what what, what can you even say it's just a real treat a real dream just a true delight these women like I don't know how it's possible that Beverly Hills can get it so wrong (laughs) and yet New York can get it so right okay so Beverly Hills also premiered last week fine I'm giving three claps for Garcelle Beauvais I'm giving no claps for Sutton um I am you know I I love fashion week I'm gonna admit it I love fashion week I love the pomp and circumstance of it all have I ever been to one no but I plan to I guess not this year, but, you know, maybe 2021, 2022 is going to be my year. Spring, summer, joggers. Um, I, I'm just, like, so glad to have these women back. I don't really get into housewives too much, um, but I'm thrilled, and I'm going to start. And so I, I will hopefully have a, a really fun guest for it next week. Um, but, 
yeah, I mean, with Beverly Hills, I've always believed that they give good trailer. All the trailers are really good, and they promise, like, a lot of things. At the end of the premiere, there was, like, a whole, like, the last two minutes, everybody's all talking about how the last two minutes really, um, you know, gets into the Denise and the Brandy of it all, the affair, how Denise stopped filming, and then at the end, she comes back to, you know, sit in front of the green screen. She's got this very Grinch-like smile. So I'm really, uh, you know, well... Let me, let me not get too crazy. I'm looking forward to the, that aspect of it, but if she stopped filming in December, Fashion Week's like usually in September, so we've got a few months to go before the shit really hits the fan with this whole situation, and like, what is it that we're getting in between that? So, we have like, you know, Andy Cohen tries to push the fact that um, you know, the, the Beverly Hills housewives are really like more aspirational and that's what people come to look for. But it's like, well, I don't know what I'm over it. I, I don't think like there are a lot of conversations of happening that are happening. Like what are happening to influencers in a, in a post COVID world or in a current COVID world? What is, I think, um, Beverly Hills housewives were like a big, uh, topic conversation of like how it is that they're going to survive this. And I think, you know, if I had a conversation with a friend of mine who lives in China, so he's been dealing with this coronavirus stuff for quite some time and it's his belief. And I think he really brought me back down to earth on this because, you know, we're seeing all these protests of the people that are demanding and just screaming that we get our, get our quote unquote freedoms back by returning to the world as normal that I actually don't think now that the world is really going to, undergo this like great change this like sort of cultural reset but I think there are lots of things to be said about like how in how are influencers going to be able to continue up the guise of being like aspirational when they're you know we can't really travel um you, you know like what how are, how are they going to pivot into this sort of environment that we have how are the housewives going to pivot into this like thing like where it seems very frivolous you know for Kyle Richards to buy yet another car or you know if you know if how how is Erica Jane going to go on another three city tour with like $300,000 worth of uh, wardrobe like how how are they going to pivot like not so much in relatability but like how are you going to make changes that are going to reflect our world I'm going to say this and maybe it's like a hot take. Honestly, like they actually might be fine because <laughs> I, I really, I'm very confused about like what is going to happen with television, with pop culture, with, uh, the arts as a whole. Like I gotta say, like, I'm finding myself getting burnt out by the coronavirus. And by that, I mean, like, what is it that we're going to be seeing in terms of our pop culture? What is it that we're going to be getting in terms of like, like, are we going to be inundated for the next two years with like how Lisa Rinna is dealing with the coronavirus? Like we see how she's dealing with it. She's dancing to sexy back, you know, in front of Harry Hamlin, who's ignoring her. How, how are these shows going to handle that topic? How, 
you know, I don't know, because I feel like, let's say, God willing, you know, this is all over by September. I don't want to have to deal with this all through 2022, having to talk about coronavirus, because all the shows got shut down before they could, you know, finish rapping. Like, I, I just don't know. I'm I'm having like a pre- burnout <laughs> for what's to come, if that makes sense. Anyway, let's get into some other things. Um, so I haven't talked about Lori Vallow in quite some time, mostly because, you know, it, I don't know if people are really going to court like that anymore. Um, so there have been, there has been an update as of, um, three days ago, it has been announced that officially Lori Vallow and Chad are being investigated for conspiracy, attempted murder, and murder. Um, this was signed in a letter signed by the Idaho Attorney General's Office and the Fremont County Prosecutor's Office in Idaho. Um, but they're basically saying that the, there was a victim named in this letter. Um, oh, excuse me. There was a victim listed in the letter, but it was unnamed. But they believe that the individual that is, you know, all of these charges are for was uh, Chad Bell, Chad Daybell's wife, Tammy, who died last October. Um, so basically, um, yeah, they are now being investigated for the murder of Tammy. Uh, allegedly what happened to Chad was that Tammy died in her sleep in her Idaho home just a couple weeks before Chad and Lori got married in Hawaii. They exhumed Tammy Daybell's body in December and the test results have not been released, but, uh, obviously (laughs) they've got a case y'all. Um, so the article goes on to say that her health, or excuse me, her death hadn't raised suspicions until Valo's two children, Tylee and Joshua were reported missing in November after their extended family requested a welfare check. So, um, they, you know, (laughs) could have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those missing kids. Um, so yeah, they, uh, Tammy died. They got married, Chad and Lori, a few weeks later. Then they moved to Hawaii without the kids, um, which they were there until um, Lori got extradited to Idaho for not producing the children. So, y'all, that's pretty wild. I think, wow, it's it's very, I don't, I hate to say exciting because, you know, there's a lot of death happening here, but I mean, at least things are moving in the right direction and it's exciting that like, they finally seem to have, have a case in terms of one of the many people that are dead in the situation. So hopefully justice is served, um, for both because, you know, Lori had only gotten extradited to Idaho because she didn't produce the kids, but Chad had been in Hawaii. So I'm, I'm just glad that things are moving forward in the right direction. Um, let's go to another thing that I, um, spoke about, did I speak about this? No, I actually spoke about it on Troy's podcast. So I was actually on two podcasts lately. Um, Dunzo with Troy McEady, incredible. He did a whole episode uh, Friday about, um, you know, like how we're pop culture in quarantine, basically. And we spoke about the Kardashians. But earlier in the episode, when he was speaking alone, he was talking about, um, you know, all of the, the things that are happening with Ellen DeGeneres. So in this, you know, world, I think if you're, uh, you know, even like tangentially attached to people who work in media in LA, 
we've all heard the stories about Ellen being like an absolute nightmare about how she's not as nice as she appeared. I noticed on um, when Bethany had her show, her spinoff, she was working with Ellen. And I just remember uh, Bethany being in the green room and Ellen coming in and something about her aura, something about the energy she was giving. And this was like before I had heard anything about Ellen. Just, just the vibe that I was picking up just seemed really nasty. Like really, like if this is somebody that you're working with, like she was really treating her like, I, I don't know, like it wasn't, it, she just had like an air, like an air about her that was really, really just, I don't, it just very deeply unsettled me. Um, but yeah, since then there have been a lot of rumors, um, about her being like a terrible employer and there was a great thread that came out of a guy who was giving like I think two dollars or so to um a different cause if people wanted to drop their you know uh Ellen DeGeneres is a shitty person stories um so that is a great Twitter thread if you guys want to find that. It, it'll be very easy to find. However, there was a, an article dropped in Variety about Ellen's crew being furious over poor communication regarding pay and non-union workers during the coronavirus. So basically, um, co-workers from the Ellen show are distressed and outraged over their treatment from top producers amid the coronavirus pandemic. This is according to numerous insiders. So... Uh, allegedly the core stage for the crew of the show consisting of more than 30 employees received no written communication about the status of their working hours, pay or inquiries about their mental and physical health from producers for over a month. Um, higher ups in production would occasionally answer phone calls, but reveal little, uh, the crew was further incensed by the show's recent hire of an outside non-union tech company to help, uh, DeGeneres tape remotely from her home in California. So basically these people have not been working. Um, any footage that you see from the Ellen show was not high. She did not hire the people that had been working with her for years. Um, they've been, uh, you know, really shitty, not asking about their mental health, um, and so basically when production executives finally did weigh in, nearly all crew members were told last week to brace for a 60% reduction in pay, even as the show continues to air. So that really sucks. Um, apparently only four core crew members currently work on the remote version of the broadcast. Um, and they find this completely inconsistent with DeGeneres' daily message to her audience of be kind. Um, so there was a spokesperson for Warner Brothers Television, which distributes the show, um, that talked to Variety, said, Our executive producers and, and telepictures are committed to, be, to taking care of our staff and crew and have made decisions, first and foremost, with them in mind. Um, apparently the studio reiterated that the crew has been paid consistently, though at reduced hours. I mean, Ellen DeGeneres has like, fuck you money, like sick, sick money. And she's always given away her, you know, $10,000 to whoever does the latest TikTok dance and this, that, and the third. So it's really, really unfortunate that, you know, these people are, <laughs> they have no idea. Like a lot of these people have no idea how or if they're going to be paid, um, they're not, you know, getting communication. A 60% reduction in pay is 
fucked up because, you know, like these people can't work. If if she's not providing them with work to work on the the remote uh, part of her broadcast, then like they're not working because the studios are shut down. It's not like you can hop on a different show or something like that. And it, it's just like really, really shitty. Like Ellen could pay her staff full pay for probably five years if she wanted to without even blinking. And so it's like really, really disgusting. She's really been rubbing the people the wrong way with saying like, Oh, you know, it feels like, um, being in my house feels like a prison and like, you know, uh, there's nothing to do and everybody's gay. And like, I think people really didn't like that because like, she's got one of the most beautiful homes in LA, which is saying a lot. And she's got so much money and it's just really, really shitty that she would spout and espouse this, this, uh, you know, like notion of kindness and generosity and so much of her staff, like the overwhelming majority of her staff is not seeing the benefits of that behavior at all. And, you know, the rumors about her, um, making people chew gum and people having to go home. Um, if she feels like they smell or if their breath smells bad or, um, you know, like her behavior around town about, you know, there's like a, I think one of the biggest stories that came out of that Twitter thread was a girl who, um, they, she and Portia or maybe Ellen and somebody else were out to eat and, the girl apparently had like a chipped, chipped, uh, nail polish. And so she served Ellen and like in the next few days, she got a call from her boss or her boss asked her at, you know, to come in the office, had to talk with her saying that Ellen actually called the restaurant to try and get her fired because of her chipped nail polish. Like, can you imagine that being something that like, okay, yeah, you notice it, but can you imagine like wanting somebody to lose their job because their manicure isn't, I mean, that's beyond, like, I thought we were in this, like, era of the relatable celebrity, and I thought that, like, because of social media, that it might hold, um, celebrities more accountable for being, like, more down to earth, um, but this is, like, truly heinous behavior, like, and, (sighs) I, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm ready for this like boys and girls club to really go down because I, it feels like the people that present themselves to be the nicest and most relatable are the ones that are actually horrid in real life. Once it, once, once the cameras are down, once the mics are off. So I don't know. I, you know, I thought the way that Ellen handled the situation where she was at that Dallas Cowboys game with um, Bush was really, I didn't like it. I, I don't like the idea of like, there, there are very good reasons for people to dislike George W. Bush, especially people in the LGBT community. So to see one of its like biggest faces say, oh, you know, you guys should, you know, uh, you know, we have to be nice to people and he's a nice guy and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, these are the things that you say when you have evaded consequences. Like Ellen for 
you know, for all intents and purposes, is kind of in that, like, A++ untouchable level of money and power to which, like, it really... I hope nobody takes it the wrong way, but it's like when you get in those circles, they don't really care if you're black. They don't care if you're gay. They don't care if you're any sort of minority status because you have achieved that level of wealth and fame and power. And it, it makes you blind to those things because you're not receiving the consequences that you normally would if you were just like a regular middle class person hopefully that makes sense but uh I'm I'm here for it I've been waiting for (laughs) I was literally about to say I've been waiting for her downfall it's not really that serious to me I'm not super invested but I I would like to see her address these sorts of things I would like to see I think it's very interesting that a big publication like Variety would come out with an article like that. I think it kind of speaks to maybe her star falling a bit. Um, and I would also like to know if anybody knows, like, how are how are the Jimmies of the world treating their staff? Is Kimmel doing things for his staff? Fallon, what you know, what's happening? What's happening with uh, does Carson Daly still have a show? I don't know. Seth Meyers, he seems like a nice guy. I don't worry about Seth. I actually think that Seth might be the best one of all of them. Um, how's Wendy treating her people? Oh my God. Did you guys see that Wendy Williams is about to come out with a special on, I believe oxygen or no lifetime. There's going to be, I think a two part special about Wendy and her life. And it's, um, Andy Cohen was interviewed for it. Wendy herself was interviewed for it. I think members of her staff were interviewed for it where she's really going to get into like her career, the situation with her ex-husband, Kevin, um, and his cheating and infidelity, I can't wait. They, there's no release date for it yet, but it looks like, whew, I mean, she said in the, um, in the trailer for it, that, uh, the commercial for it, that like, you know, I talk about all these stories and I am messy, but like now I've become the story and she starts to cry and it really looks like, Whew, some mess is going to be happening. I might do it. I might have to record a special about this for the Patreon, you guys. Um, so yeah. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, so in addition to being on Troy's podcast, Dunzo, I was also on, um, the latest episode of Bravo Happy Hour with Megan O'Donnell. So check that out. It'll be released also same day, Monday. Um, what else? What have I been doing? I, you know, I, this morning I did another, uh, Instagram workout with Ramona and Aver Singer and their, uh, trainer. And it's a lot of fun. It was all about the core. They said that they are going to be doing this every week. So I think either Saturday or Sunday, um, it should be coming out at, I think they've been doing it at 11 o'clock. So I would check that out. Um, also I've been doing, the pop sugar fitness YouTube channel has a lot of, um, different like dance aerobics, hip hop aerobics. These are things that I really like. I like to incorporate dance into things like I, I mean, running, not happening. My boobs are like out of control. It's just not my ministry. I like to incorporate dance in, into my exercise. So I've been doing that, if, you know, like every other day and that's been really fun. So if you guys want to check out pop sugar fitness, I, I like that. I like, like a, I like, I, I would rather do a dance. uh, I'd rather do a class and like be on a machine or do something like that. Like that's just not, it's just not my vibe. Um, 
and what else have I been doing? I started a rewatch of Gossip Girl and I'm really finding that I love that. It's like, if it's not for the storylines, I'm loving how, uh, much of like a musical throwback it is for me. Like so much old Rihanna, so much like indie music. It's actually surprising to me that they were able to get the clearance for all these songs because I, I feel like when people go like to streaming and stuff and into, um, syndication that it uh you lose a lot of the music like that was the problem with uh Daria when she, when that show went into syndication it's like all the music had to be changed well no I don't even think it came out well a, the big issue with it is that a lot of the music had to be changed because they weren't getting clearance for that syndication rates but I I'm really loving it and you guys I did a thing I started summer house I am almost done with season one you guys what a mess I know everybody's been saying like start just start at season three it gets so much better it's like just as good as Vanderpump rules if not better um but I can't do that like I'm I'm like a real purist in that way in that like I gotta start something from the beginning like I don't care how boring it is I need to get the whole story I need to get all the tea I need to know the histories of who's who dated who and and like I I can't just hop into a show it's just like a weird thing about me but I am <sighs> y'all I I'm finding that the only person that I'm liking is Steven the workers twins are harmless but they're really intense like Lauren's whole thing with um uh Carl and like the fact that they've been not even dating that they like hooked up once in a bed for like a night. I don't even think they had sex, but like they made out in the bed and now Carl keeps bringing all these chicks over to the house and that's a big drama. Um, Everett, ugh, y'all, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Everett and Lindsay are disgusting. They're horrible people. They're like the nightmare stereotypical couple, stereotypical couple that you would never want to be around because they're always fighting. You guys, they got into a fight because they were being playful with each other. They were being drunk one night and Everett said like, oh, you're such a geek, like in a totally passive, like flirty way Lindsay got mad at him so he left that night didn't come back apparently shared a bed with four other women and then came back the next day <laughs> they're horrible Everett is like my worst nightmare why is he so awful he's just so like oh god like he's got such a punchable face he's like I was telling um Courtney Soliday, who I'm going to be doing a recap with, it'll be uh, after this, um, that it, this feels like The League. Do you guys remember that dating app called The League that was about, all about like finding elite people that you can really vibe with because they're on your level and like there was some article that came out a few years ago like right when it came out about how they had like bust a bunch of people out to the Hamptons, people who had signed up for the app and it was just like... I mean, it was literally just like this. It was like a bunch of white, wealthy, like tech bros, finance bros, and like the girls that are in like PR that love them. And it was just like a douche parade. And this is really what it feels like. People who are just, you know, the eventual 
Ramona's Mario's of the world, you know, <laughs> just like these people that are in, are in, you know, like high earning, high salary potential people who are just like, oh, we hustle, we like to work hard, we like to play hard. The, the other thing that I find stressful about Summer House is the fact that they will go all the way to the Hamptons. They're in Montauk. So they'll go all the way to Montauk and, uh, then they, they leave to go back to work at like, they'll party all weekend and then be like, oh, it's 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Uh, maybe we should only party till one because we have to wake up at four to go back to the city. <laughs> like, oh, I, I mean, these people are about my age, but I'm too old for that. Like I need like a Thursday to Monday night, like the thought of like having to go back to this, wake up at four o'clock to go back to the city to go to work, like straight into work is like, ugh, miss me with that. But anyway, Lindsay's horrible. Courtney, is that her name? Christina. Christina's horrible. Um, Christina is like a true meddler in people's, like, I don't know why she's so invested in what Lindsay's doing, even though I understand that they're roommates, I just feel like Lindsay's selfish, but it's also like, you're really petty and like, you get upset about things that you shouldn't. Um, she is like constantly meddling in people's business and relationships and, oh, Carl, you shouldn't bring a girl back because Lindsay, Lindsay's going to be mad at or Lauren's going to be mad at you. Or, you know, I don't like your relationship with Everett. It's like, girl, Lindsay may have been right. Like, I hate to be one of those peep girls who's like, you need a boyfriend and you're, you only care about me because you have a boyfriend, but it's kind of true. It's like, you might need to find a hobby, sis. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think I've got like two episodes left. Who else do I hate? I don't like Carl, <sighs> but he's not as offensive to me as Everett. I think if I had to list the people that I dislike the most, it would probably be Christina, Lindsay, and then Everett. No, Everett. Christina and then Lindsay. Um, oh, and speaking of, uh, my friend, if you guys are interested in The Sims and if you're fans of Summer House, uh, my friend Lucy has created this um, Instagram account where she's completely recreated the cast and the house and the characters in her Sims. It's called at Simmer underscore house. It details all the drama. It's great fun. I, I'm excited to know the characters that she's talking about more. <laughs> um, and yeah, so check that out. And yeah, that'll be it for me. The rest of the episode is going to be a recap of the last episode of Vanderpump Rules that I did with Courtney Soliday. So check it out. You guys have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm back for another recap, time with Vanderpump Rules, and with Courtney Holiday. Hello, Courtney. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, I just want to, before we get started, gauge, like, where you are in terms of Vanderpump. Like, I consider myself, I, I would say that I have, like, a master's degree in Vanderpump. <laughs> where, where are you? Have you been watching the show since the beginning, or did you start later? I um, watched it a little at the beginning, and then um, I think I just didn't really see the appeal because it wasn't like the housewives where, like, they had a lot more... The housewives, like, live a very glamorous life, and I felt like my life was kind of like these people's lives, so I didn't really get it. And then, like, um, about almost two years ago now, I 
caught up and watched it like watched it all on Hulu. So um, last season, I guess was the first time I watched it like live, and then I I'm all, all right. caught up on this season. So maybe I have like a a bachelor degree. Okay, fair enough. Um, so you like Housewives? Are you like a fan of Beverly Hills? Yes, but I haven't watched the new one yet. Uh, I mean, you're not missing anything. Um, are you? Were you like a, a big fan of LVP before she left? Not really. Okay, great. Me either. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm interested. Well, I'm finding like her, her now like integration into Vanderpump really strange because it's like she was kind of like the head bitch, you know, like, on Beverly Hills, but also like on Vanderpump, and like people really deferred to her. But now it's like she has to be like down in the trenches with these people who aren't really like, you know, they're they're making good money, they're living in million dollar houses. And now to see her, like, have to act like they're friends, kind of, but sort of employees, it's very weird. Yeah, I definitely agree. I was trying to think about it before I got on the call. And I, I, the closest, like, and I don't have any relationships like that in my life, but it kind of maybe reminds me of, like, being on, like, a team, like, a sports team. She's, like, their coach, but, like, they're, like, she's, like, their boss, but, like, how she's, now she's, like, FaceTiming them, and they're, like, talking about sex with her, and, like. I don't know what's going on. Trying to show Ariana her horse's penis. And like, I just don't know. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. Deeply upsetting. Deeply upsetting. (laughs) So how are you? Well, I'll ask you that at the end. Let's let's get into this. Um, So basically, it starts with Katie, Tom, Stassi, and Schwartz. They're eating pizza. Of course, Stassi has to bring up ranch dressing. Uh, did you notice that at one point Katie went to get the ranch, but she didn't even get up. She was in the chair opening the refrigerator. What are we going to th- And then didn't she just like have a whole clap back about how she's not lazy? <laughs> or, like They called her lazy. And then I think she like, that's not nice. I don't know. <laughs> they had so much fast food. It was like they had all those pizzas for four people. And they had bags of Popeye's like behind them it was like what are you guys doing are we are we maintaining our health here I, i'm not believing katie's like i have to stay slim and trim wedding yeah she's yeah she did say that <laughs> and by the way i she I'm says not, one thing and then yeah i'm not fascinating katie i actually think she has a beautiful body but it was just a very ironic statement i agree um so Katie says Tom and I's wedding in the woods was honestly everything. Um, but now that they have the chance to get married in Vegas, uh, when life has you lemons, you get married in Vegas. The lemons in this case seem to be production and LVP like picking up money for this. So I don't know. <laughs> how, how do you feel about Tom and Katie? Um, I, first I thought they were fine I used to like Tom a lot and I like Katie fine and but now I mean ever since when he was yelling at her and he was saying we're we're here's another month of no sex and he's very rude um and I don't know I don't really like them right now 
Yeah, I mean, I've never really been a big fan of Katie's, and I was kind of with you. Like, I really liked Schwartz in the beginning, but he's just, like, a disgusting person. But, like, it's kind of like they're both at fault for how horrible their relationship is. Yeah, I could see that. It's it's just, like, a very toxic situation. Like, and I feel like if anybody breaks up with anybody, it's going to be Katie. And I would be here for that. Yeah. Me too. Um, then Tom and Stacy Stassi <laughs> agree that Stassi that they're going to share the officiant duties, and Stassi says it's simple algebra. My love for Tom and Katie outweighs my disdain for Sandoval, and I feel like this is a storyline that I would rather see. Like I want to know like why they really don't like each other, because we only saw that fight, but it's you know about her book party, but it's got to be right. more than that. I, yeah, that's I agree, because he really lost it. He really lost it in a way that's just like there's there's a lot of stuff behind that. Yeah, it was a breaking point in a in an already tumultuous relationship or friendship or. Yeah, and I feel like you know it's been what we're in season eight and we've never really seen them interact too much with each other and it's like this this is like a real storyline like we don't have to go to vegas to like mine for for content here it's right here you tell them (laughs) if any producers are listening i i i'm i've got a whole list of suggestions um so then sheena and charlie and danica go to conservatory and this marks the first time that i was able to say like the new cast members names without having to look at the chirons I, I don't. <laughs> okay, I don't good. So, so who, what's the girl's name who said she doesn't eat pasta? Charlie. Thank you. Okay, I need to learn that one. <laughs> I mean, do you? Because I feel like they're not going to be around next season. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Um, so Danica says she woke up with a bunch of red velvet cake on her chest and and in her vagina, which is a choice to make. Like, how did that mm-hmm. happen? <laughs> um, I mean, like, I guess someone, like, was she, like, hook up with someone who, like, had cake on their hand? <laughs> yeah, I mean, possibly. Like, who, yeah. Or she that? was, like, eating it, and then it, like, went down her pants, like, crumbs. <laughs> did you not take a shower if you had cake smeared <laughs> all over you? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like coming home from a day go and going to bed. Right. It's pretty gross. Gross. Um, Sheena says that the only person who's allowed to touch her face is her Botox doctor and her makeup artist. Do you think Sheena's having a really rough time being Botox-free in this COVID season? Definitely. I bet she's really, like, honestly trying to, like, find some doctor, like, some shady doctor to, like, do her work through, like, a glory hole or something like that. I agree. She's probably getting her nails done that way, too. Oh, man. I just saw Cardi B and Bernie Sanders on Instagram Live the other day, and, like, I was I was loving it, but I also was like, oh, Cardi has a real fresh set of nails, and I'm not liking that. Cancel her. <laughs> you know, as soon as I get done, I might. Um, so... <laughs> Sheena's got her equitable surgery coming up the next day, so she can't go to Vegas to watch this fake wedding. Um, and then they bring up what 
uh, Sheena and Dana had been talking about at the her birthday party at Dana's birthday party the night before, and Sheena says that like everything was just like a misunderstanding in terms of like uh, Brett, and the only thing that bothered her was that Dana knew that she had feelings for Brett and went on a date with him anyway, which I think is kind of reasonable. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, are they really friends like that? I don't know. <laughs> like, what do you owe? Yeah. Her? I agree on definitely (laughs) Um, like they're new friends there's only so many people yeah and it's like you know that this is a fake storyline like you had to know that they were going to be up like I don't know why you're putting your feelings in this it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah. And I like Shayna's not really friends with anybody. Like, she she always calls people her best friend, but, like, I never see it. I never see real evidence of her having friendships, like, true friendships with people. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I listened to her podcast, like, for the maybe like the first or second time the other day, and she actually had Tom and Ariana on, but I couldn't really tell, like, how close they were. Yeah, I mean, she always talks about how, like, she and Ariana are best friends, and I feel like we very we see, like, very few instances of that. Like, maybe it happened earlier in the series, but not really. Like, I have a story about Sheena that I'll tell you off camera, off, off mic. It's, okay. It's <laughs> um, so, basically, um, so after that, so Sheena says that she told Max about... Dana and Brett going on a date and she didn't realize that it was like a secret, I guess. So that's a problem. Um, so then we see Brett and Max at Tom Tom and there he's teaching him how to make cocktails because Brett says he can't be a server because he's too friendly and he talks too much. Like <sighs> these people, these men really stress me out. Like they're everything <laughs> like me see about guys in LA and just like find disgusting <laughs> yes especially Brett but I guess Max too I mean they're both bad I mean yeah they're both I'm just bad. here to get just yes and you yes 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 <laughs> they're both bad they're both you know racist or used to be racist and Brett's part black and he's still saying the n-word like he's not I, it's very weird um but they talk about Dana and Brett says that they made out the other day, but his excuse was that he had through three fruity drinks and he drank them too quickly. <laughs> and that's why he made out with her. Okay. 
Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Charlie said that Brett is the guy at the club who tries to pull any chick that he can and that basically everybody in L.A. bangs each other and nobody cares and that the vaginas don't have a face. Great. <laughs> um, and so then we cut to Lisa. She's at Barney's with Ken and she tells Ken that Brett tried to make out with her at Dana's birthday party and Ken did what I did which was laugh and say I'm not jealous Brett. like you have to be kidding me <laughs> go off Ken right <laughs> I mean if for no other reason that he's got the bank account that Brett could never even hope to achieve I don't think he's really concerned honestly I think he- Brett is so ugly <laughs> yeah on the inside too on the inside, too, and I, he looks very greasy. I, he, yeah, he does look so greasy. I keep saying that he and Max both look like like 7-Eleven hot dogs, just like those like, <laughs> like shiny, greasy things. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, get me the most expensive pair of shoes, and the clerk is just like looking at her. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, show me something else. Like, I already have that shoe in black. Like, girl. <laughs> okay. Um, so then she, they're talking about Tom and Katie's wedding and uh, LVP is saying that, like, I'm going to bring them on the jet with me and I'm arranging everything for them. They all have their suites paid for. And even if I have to yank shorts down the aisle, I'm going to get it done. Courtney, can you tell me why? 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 Why is she so invested in this? Why is anybody invested in this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Tom Schwartz is not in this <laughs> wedding and in this marriage. So why why is everybody else? Maybe she's gonna like burn down Tom Tom and doesn't want to leave Katie with like no money. <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right. I mean, truly, like because of what's going on, like I'm shocked that one of those places have not caught on fire yet. <laughs> Like I, yeah, I don't know what, why she, yeah, she's gonna drag him down the aisle. Like, why she's so, this is her mission. I don't know. Maybe she's bored. I don't know. I mean, especially because before their first wedding, she was like, if you guys don't get it together, I'm not going to officiate it. Like, and then yeah. she, five days later, <laughs> like, like all their problems were solved in those five days. It, I just like, I mean, it's clear that, like, their motivation for staying together on some level is the fact that, like, they're in this friend group and they, like, if they break up, then that's going to really mess things up for them. I think that's how they might feel or mess even things up for the show. But I honestly think it'll make the show better. I agree. We need some new dynamics, some new drama. Then, like, if they break up, then they're interacting in, like, a post-breakup, like, uh new vibes new energy to the relationship maybe that would, that would make them I don't know because sometimes if you like you like end things with someone and then you like see them you kind of get into this like okay well what about like one more time or we could have maybe something like that would be more entertaining yeah or just like I, I just want to I would like to see like what happens to Schwartz after this because if yeah it, same because like it, it's not going to be pretty I feel like Katie could maybe, like, get off the couch and, and go out there and be somebody, maybe. But Schwartz, I feel like, is real dark. Like, if I had to do, like, you know, like, a really morbid, 
who on Bravo might die first, I honestly think it would be Schwartz. Yeah, I mean, he looked he looks a little better now, but last season his eyes kind of looked like sunken in, and he looked kind of like weird, um, or sick, I guess, not weird. Um, he looks unwell, and it's like I just feel like there are a lot of secrets about Schwartz that we're not privy to, but I see it bubbling underneath. Where do you think he's getting that, like the social justice warrior rhetoric from? I have no idea because at times like Schwartz can come off really smart and well-grounded and like, just like, I don't know, just he, there, there are times and moments where he seems very intelligent, but that was like a truly horrific thing to say to somebody. Like, I didn't know that that term was what people used as like an insult. (laughs) Like when did that? Especially to someone, you know, or like your, your partner. I see people use it as an insult, maybe on Twitter. Right. It was very, like, Trumpian. Yeah, it was weird. It was real weird. And, like, when he was talking about, like, how disgusting she was and, like, making vomit noises. And you could see that Tom was, like, trying to stop him from saying stuff because he's obviously said this shit before. And it, it's just like, I just wish that we could delve deeper in that. But I feel like production's really protective of Schwartz. Definitely. Yeah, it makes you wonder if those are his true colors. And I think we are starting to see a lot of true colors from Brittany. And uh, hopefully they can scrape at that and show us more of, of Schwartz acting. I guess it's horrible. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, now because people took that so negatively like the reaction to Schwartz's behavior was really like as far as Twitter was really like oh he's disgusting like I wonder if they're gonna maybe show more of that next season well if so I'll I'll start live tweeting way more if I can have creative (laughs) control that way (laughs) I'm with you girl um so on the plane Lisa tells Tom and Katie that they aren't there to party that they actually have to get married and they go to the suites and the rest of the cast arrives. Um, Lala tells Max as they're like checking in that he's officially part of the crew. And I only wrote that down because like, I'm mm-hmm. just really hating Lala's attitude this year. Me too. It's a shame because I really liked her. I really used to like her. And I just like, even though she has been on the show a while, like it just rubs me the wrong way that she's like acting like she's so in with them and like she technically is but it's only because of Randall which is sad <laughs> but it's only because yeah. she's wealthy and like has some sort of like connection to fame definitely I've been enjoying Randall more than her oh for sure but his excitement towards hanging out with these people like you know like maybe he and shorts or not shorts but Jacks are kind of similar in age but like it's also like it's nice to see him have a good attitude and seem be like such a positive dude, but it's also like desperate. Yeah, I was like, oh, I love pranks. Like, I got a prank guy. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I do this on all my sets, and it's like, oh man, I bet, I bet people hate that. <laughs> I, truly, like he's acting like he's Brad Pitt on the set of or- Ocean's Eleven. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in George Clooney or whatever. They're pranking each other. Like, I thought we got over that in 2005, but whatever. And, like, what sets is he on? Like, <laughs> uh, Gotti. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. 
I, I wasn't ready for a gangster film like like Lala said, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> Um, so what happened after that? Uh, uh, so Sheena comes to Sir before her egg retrieval and goes to pick up her checks and tips. Like, can we stop? <laughs> can we stop with this? Sheena doesn't look there. Come on. <laughs> she needs that money. <laughs> and like the whole storyline about Brittany was like, I need to pull my weight because I paid for Jax's for the house and we went half on the wedding. And so if I have to go and put on a surgery dress and I guess I'll just will like, girl, no, you're not. <laughs> you're only doing this during filming. And it's been this way for years. Like, I don't know why they keep trying to trick us into thinking that these people who make at least half a million on like Instagram and from the show a year, like you're not clocking in. You're only clocking in because the cameras are up. I agree. I don't know how much, at least since, ever since, especially now that they have the houses, um, it's definitely getting harder for them to ignore that, I think. For sure. And, like, they can make, like, at least 20 times more money sitting at home and unboxing, like, a FabFitFun <laughs> than they yeah. would working for a whole week at Sir. Like, get real. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so they're basically Dana's also conveniently there when Sheena's coming to pick up her checks, sitting by herself polishing glasses, and she apologizes to Dana for telling um, Max about her date with Brett, and um, Dana says that it turned into World War Three, which we're not seeing. He like he seems pretty chill about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, maybe it's, she's being a little manipulative, or maybe that was off camera. Yeah, maybe. So back in Vegas, Rhonda, Rhonda, Randall is telling Lala that, <laughs> that he's excited to go to the wedding because even though Tom and Katie have been spiritually together, which is factually incorrect, it'll, <laughs> it'll be fun for the for him to see them get legally married. Okay. Um, so then Lala asks if Randall thinks that all of this wedding stuff is triggering for Stassi, as if Stassi would ever get married in Vegas. Like, get real. Yeah, uh, right. And Rand's like, oh, you know what? You used to walk around with your hand out, like, you know, like flashing me your empty ring. And Lala tells the truth finally about this man, which is like, you're too old to be having a girlfriend. Like, you need to be married. <laughs> and I agree. Yeah. I do too, yeah. I mean, did you see her post about how upset she was about not being able to go to her wedding? Because I guess they were supposed to get married this no, weekend. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'll have to look at that. Um, oh, it's supposed to be this weekend? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah, poor thing. They've they've been getting a lot of flack for... They've been, like, traveling. They've been on, like, three vacations since... <gasps> since the quarantine? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like she posted on her IG stories about how they they like some they were at some new house like on the beach and they had taken an RV trip somewhere and like done all these things. Like, can you guys not just stay in LA? Like, <laughs> not an RV. <laughs> it's it's very weird. It's very very weird. driving everywhere. <laughs> that's um, like the that's like the ultimate offense. Right. <laughs> 
Um, so Brittany says that she wants to get married again in Vegas in three years. And Jack says, no, marriage is over. Not the wedding. Marriage is over. <laughs> um, so Brittany says that this was such a dark thing for her to say is that getting married was important for, for her because it makes them a family. And without that piece of paper, it's too easy to end the relationship and move out and stuff. And she wants that for Tom and Katie. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess you think it's like a pre. I don't, okay, it's like, well, you're gonna have to go through a lot of work to break up with me if we get married. So that'll just motivate you to stay. What? Uh, all right, let's revisit that. Let's revisit that in in three years and see if you guys are still married. If they're still married in three years, I'll throw them a wedding in Vegas. Like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Tom and Katie are unpacking, and he finds a bra at the top of his suitcase. Like, th- and Katie's like, well, that's not mine. And then Tom gets all flustered and is like, oh, I'm fucked. Like, uh, how is that possible? It was at the very top of his clothes. Like, you didn't I- clue maybe that was weird. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what goes on in Schwartz's mind. I mean, the fact that he would even think like that is logical that I packed all of my clothes and that there's this bra on top of all the clothes that I just packed. It didn't clue into him that maybe this is a prank, (laughs) like, or this is a fake storyline. Like, come on, you guys, come on, let's, let's be real here. Not that it's not unlikely that he would cheat on her and has and will continue to, but that was a bit of a stretch for me. Yeah, I agree. The only thing is they are always, like, in costume or, like, drag, so, like, maybe he thought, I, like, I don't know. <laughs> it was, like, his bra that he bought, brought for, like, a costume? I don't know. I mean, if it was any Tom's bra, it would be Sandoval's, let's be real. Yeah. um so then we get a scene of Bo calling Stassi's dad and he wants to ask permission to propose this is like kind of a throwaway like obviously he says yes but he says that um her dad said that Stassi might not be a good fit as a wife why do you think that her family is so rude to her because like her mom was consistently like like two seasons ago like grabbing Bo's balls and talking about like how he's so much better than her like what no wonder she acts like this yeah I don't know have you I wish I could see did you ever see her show Queen Bees I can't find it anywhere no I haven't but I've heard things um and I think her family was on were they on Amazing Race to or Survivor maybe I'll try to watch that um yeah it was like an Amazing Race family edition but I don't watch that show Maybe I'll check that out and, like, pretend I'm a psychologist or something. Uh, but I have no idea. And that's terrible. No one deserves, like, your parents should be your biggest fans. Yeah, for sure. And, like, if anything, you would think, like, the Southern dad would be, like, you're not good enough for my daughter. Not Yeah, because- yeah. <laughs> it's so it's- mean. Yeah, like, even as a joke. Like, sir, calm down. This is he's a casting director, sir. Yeah, <laughs> nothing against casting directors listening to this pod, but I don't know. It was just unjustified comment. 
Right. And have you heard like all the stuff about, because I don't listen to Stassi's podcast, but I've heard a lot of things about them having like kind of a contentious relationship, she and Bo, and that they like have, they bicker a lot in a way that's like, he seems very angry. I heard, I think on So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey that he brought home a new flat screen TV and like hung it above the fireplace and she was like absolutely not and and they fought over it made him get rid of it and then Jax came to pick it up oh yeah I heard about that on Facebook yeah that's very strange and so somebody mentioned on sub whoever the last guest was said that like he kind of reminds him of Jason Hoppy and Uh oh chilling comparison for me yeah and it makes a whole lot of sense because it's like, I remember, I don't know how I heard this, but like, I heard the Saucy said, like, I was looking for a guy who would like, come into my world, and like, kind of be in my universe, which is a thing that isn't really sustainable, because much like Jason and Bethany, like, he really kind of like, had to be in her world with like, the skinny girl stuff, and like, blah, 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 and he was like, he had his own stuff going on, but it's kind of like, he had to give all that up, not that that's Bethany's fault, but it's obviously like, made him very resentful towards her eventually, and like, it's just like a a bad dynamic, I think. I agree, that's very insightful. Um, definitely. I think I'm also at first, well, coming off of Patrick, I thought Bo was so nice and it was very nice to see her with someone who wasn't straight up disrespectful to her face, but I don't know, maybe, maybe Bo isn't all he's hyped up to be or we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Because like, I don't really, you know, like if a guy told me he was an alpha male, I would literally laugh in his face, but like, (laughs) also understand that like, that's how a lot of guys feel and like I just think that like we see it on housewives a lot where like the women end up getting divorced because they were like the trophy wives and then they get on these shows and then they're famous and they have like their own money now and like the men can't handle that and it's like a problem but then it's like I just feel I don't know I just feel like he at some point, or maybe it's happening now, but, like, I think Bo is truly, like, he's not liking that he gave up whatever life he had before this for her, and that he's now going to have to be, like... Because, like, it's obvious that Bo really likes attention. And he... I didn't pick up on that myself, but I, I've seen people on Twitter say before that he loves the camera. I, I think he really, really does. And I just think, like, he's never going to be... Like, Stassi, you know, I don't really fuck with her, but, like, she's clearly, like, the most famous person from Vanderpump, like, who has her own stuff going on. And I just think, like, it's not going to be pretty. I don't know how long they're going to last, truly. I'll be watching. I need some drama on this show. True, seriously. Like, and I... I mean, like, I really don't want to have to watch another wedding. Unfortunately, that's <laughs> next season's going to be, I'm sure. But, well, I don't know. Because they usually film in the summer. And who knows if that's even going to happen. Who's to say? But it'll be, it will be very interesting to watch. Even if it's them on GoPros alone in their house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> so, okay. So, Raquel and Charlie are talking at Sir, and Raquel is saying that James is staying strong, being sober, and that it's a big turn on for her. And then she starts by saying, like, that the sex is much better. But then she says that, I well, I shouldn't say that, but, like, it's not just sloppy drunk sex anymore, and it's not like I have to worry about whether it's going to work or not, which is maybe, like, a worse thing than saying it's just a lot better. So basically, yeah. James's dick doesn't work. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, so the cast goes out for dinner at Vanderbilt Gardens, and they meet the girl, Kara, who looks just like Sheena, which is, like, <laughs> it, so weird. Talking how much she looked like Sheena. Yeah. Um, but more on that later. So Kristen goes to meet Sheena after her egg retrieval surgery. And, you know, she says it went well and that she's waiting to see if any of the eggs are viable. Um, but that she's never going to do it again. Oh, I forgot to mention. Um, Sheena's mom went on Twitter and, like, made this announcement about, oh, my gosh, let me find it. It was basically, she was just, like, mad that nobody wants to talk. Okay, here it is. It's so annoying to me as a mom that some of the biggest things that my daughter Sheena's done professionally and personally aren't shown on Vanderpump Rules. She headlined a show in Vegas for six months. VPR never showed it. She was the second cast member to show purchase a home. VPR didn't show it. She's gone through months of prep and two rounds of freezing her eggs. VPR didn't show it. So for y'all who keep talking crap about her quote unquote life and try and remember that you only see the tiniest edited fraction of her quote unquote life. I would be mortified if my mom kept talking about me on a show like this, first of all, but she's not wrong, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I, wow, that's funny. Thanks for sharing that. Um, We've heard about the eggs though. We have heard about the eggs, and they did kind of touch on the fact that, like, she was going to, they were going to go to her Palm Springs house. But, yeah, I just, I do wonder, like, why they don't really die. Like, it was weird that they never showed the fact that she was in Vegas for all that time. So I do agree with her on that. Yeah, that they do kind of give her, like, a bimbo arc or I I don't know, whatever. Like a boy crazy dummy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, she's very much stuck in that role. But I feel like, honestly, she's doing more work than most of the cast members on this show. Like, she's the one who has to hang out with all these new people and the older cast <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it's. I mean, she's right, but it's also like, I, I just, her mom really involves herself in this show in a way that I find embarrassing. Definitely. I mean, write a letter to Bravo or the producers or Andy or something. Because ultimately, like, saying that could maybe get Sheena in trouble. You know, another thing um, on the episode of Sheena's podcast with Tom and Ariana, like, Ariana, or Sheena was kind of, like, asking them questions, and Ariana kind of had to politely remind her. She was like, well, we can't, like, say too much, like, as you know, um, kind of, I guess, reminding her of, like, whatever their contractual obligations are about talking about certain things or certain storylines so maybe uh sheena uh forgets about that or doesn't care about that um but yeah yeah like on top of it being embarrassing it's also like potentially compromising her station on the show and like she needs to maybe have a talk with her mom about that like 
it, it's weird. Yeah. They Moms can, yeah. get involved in messy online. It, it's really messy. Yeah. Um, so then Kate, uh, Sheena's talking about how, like, she would have gone to Vegas and how Katie texted her and asked her about the egg retrieval and said, like, oh, I love you and I wish you were here. And, like, you know, she couldn't go because she had the surgery. And Kristen says that she muted their IG stories because she just didn't want to see it or accidentally click on it. And um, that she didn't want to, like, feel upset basically being left out of the situation. What is your stance on, like, the Kristen, Stassi, Katie drama? I just kind of feel bad for Kristen now. And I think I understand their frustration with her and Carter and, and, but, and especially if, if there looks like kind of almost an abusive relationship and that's, that's complicated. And it's one thing to say, like you're there for someone and everything, but then to just be like, okay, well, you're not done with him. So like, I'm done with you. I kind of agree. Like I get, I don't, wouldn't say that they're family, but I kind of agree with Kristen that they really are not, they're fair weather friends, fair weather witches. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I, it's, it's really unfair to her because I feel like she's been there for them. Like she's like, she kind of mentioned like, you know, I've been there for all the times that Tom Schwartz has cheated on you. And we basically have not seen Stassi in a healthy relationship until she started dating Bo. And it just kind of feels like they feel like they're in a different place in their life. So they just don't have time for Kristen. And I just don't like, yeah, it's like annoying to have to deal with a friend who keeps going back to a guy who's not right for her, but it's like, y'all are doing that and Katie you're married to them so you know <laughs> yeah you are actually doing that too I didn't even consider that part of it yeah it's it's it, it's, it's not not really good fair. yeah because Kristen like for better or worse like she is definitely a ride or die friend like if she's on your good side then she's like all in on being a, on being a good friend and that's so important in a friendship completely and I I don't feel like Kristen would ever say to them or would have ever said to them like I can't be your friend because you're in a shitty relationship like I just don't see that happening no she'd be like we will end this man like I have hacked into all his girlfriend's Instagrams I'm (laughs) I've got texts (laughs) like she would be like I don't know yeah I agree that that if the, the situation was reversed Kristen would still be there that's just too bad totally totally um so then schwartz tells jacks about the bra that he found and he says in a talking head like oh i may have been bad before but like i'm a good boy now i mean not a good husband because clearly he just like was talking about how disgusting he found his wife to be two episodes ago and one episode ago and all the other seasons um (laughs) but yeah i mean at least he hasn't cheated lately. Good for him. Two claps for you. Um, so Lisa tells Katie at the bar that she actually put the bra in a suitcase because the bags got switched and she decided to make a prank of it. So she was telling Katie to just like, hey, like lean into this, give him hell and then, you know, tell him later. Real great pratfall, Lisa. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. She's once, uh, she's coming for Chance the Rapper. Punk for Quibby's wig. (laughs) 
Have you have you subscribed to Quibi? I did, but I haven't watched anything yet. I wish I didn't start my trial. I'm not in a place of boredom that yet. That, but I, I am kind of interested in seeing Chrissy Teigen's show, but I don't really need to see it that badly. I'll catch it later. Yeah, that's smart because it comes out new episodes every day until they're out of episodes for the, whatever the shows are. So I guess the sooner you start like your 30-day trial, the more content you'd have to binge or whatnot. Exactly. Scam them. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so Karen and Max are flirting in front of Lisa and... I don't know, Lisa's talking to Max about Brett and Dana, which is like, this is just, like you know, like, you you don't care about this. And you're, yeah, I agree. I don't care. Beverly Hills. Like, it's embarrassing. It's sad to see her have to do this. Um. So then they go ziplining, which was another embarrassing thing. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, I was, I was a little like, that kind of looks fun, but I think I would be scared, like, when I was getting strapped in and stuff. But yeah. I don't know what's going on with this Vegas plug. I have never been to Las Vegas. Do you find it fun? Have you been? I went once for a bachelorette party. Um, I think it's, if you go on like maybe a bachelorette party or like a trip like this, it could be fun. But I, it's definitely like a one-time thing. Like I got, I did a pool party and we went out and I don't see why I would go back. Yeah. Like I just... I don't, like, I'm 34. I'm like, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm too old for this. But I care out there. Oh, definitely. (laughs) I I just don't have Vegas energy. Definitely. It's a lot. Um, So then Katie ends up telling Schwartz about the bra prank. And he's, like, frankly excited because he's so horny for Lisa. And he really wants to. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. So Katie might actually want to put that bra on if she wants to get laid again. That might be a good idea. Yeah, take note, Katie. (laughs) Um, So then Danica goes to Dana's house to talk about Brett and Max. And Danica tells Dana that she deserves better. And then in a talking head, she puts on lipstick like a freaking psycho. And says that, like, it's not going to work between Dana and Brett because Dana is a Leo and Brett is a Pisces. and she knows for a fact that that won't work because she's dated Pisces in the past and two of them have restraining orders against her. <sighs> Danica might be an icon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see she clapped back at Stacy at, at now at Stacy on Twitter? I loved that. Like if you guys hadn't seen it, Stacy basically was like, I'll put on a sir dress and work if at sir, if it'll stop this quarantine. And Danica was like, shut the fuck up like all of us had to sign up for unemployment like stop being so privileged you nightmare yeah and for that i actually might add her on twitter after this (laughs) um so danica also tells dana that dana has good sense she just wants her to use it which was hilarious (laughs) flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, so then after that, the guys and the girls get ready separately, and everybody, I think, looks really stupid except for Ariana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stassi is dressed up like a nun Bo's wearing suspenders <sighs> um, Katie crimped her hair for the occasion because she refuses to let herself look good in any situation like I find Katie's fashion sense to be really triggering yeah I saw someone I haven't seen the ad yet but they screenshotted I guess she's in like a stay at home PSA and she is like she braided like two small like she braided like two pieces of her hair so she's like too short like two pieces are braided and the rest of her hair is like straight. And I was like, what are you ever doing? <laughs> I, I saw that last night, but I, I wasn't really paying attention. I like half looked, but it's also like, how are you guys doing PSAs when you're all hanging out at each other's houses? Like, <laughs> yeah. You, stay six feet apart from Jack. Drag them. <laughs> um, so then the guy, oh, wait, okay. Uh, they have the wedding, whatever. Jack says that the wedding is really on brand for Katie and Tom. And Saucy catches the bouquet because she's the only one who isn't, like, engaged or interested in getting married. Whatever. Did you find that wedding to be at all entertaining? No. (laughs) Great. Moving on. (laughs) Um, So Raquel, James, Dana, and Brett go on a romantic double date to the Pig and Whistle. Um, Raquel orders a cheeseburger with cheese. Do you like Raquel? Uh, more than I did. I definitely think she's really pretty. I love her hair. Um, I do think she's not, I mean, even, uh, Dana laughed at her when she said the cheese thing, like to her inner face. (laughs) Um, uh, she's okay, I guess. I don't know. She's just such a, like, sweet summer child to me that I just find her completely, like, just heartwarming. I just love everything she does. Mostly. Yeah, I, I felt bad when Lala was yelling at her. I mean, I felt bad, but I also, like, she, you know, kind of stood up for herself, which, and I yeah, think she did. I'm expecting that. And I thought the iconic, that line that she said about, like, you know, she might not be a bully, but she's definitely a bitch. Like, that's <laughs> great. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um. James says that he and Lala are in better terms now that he's sober and he's been sober for two weeks. Um, Dana seems to be under the impression that Brett is gorgeous because she says it like four times and tells everybody that Danica came over to warn Dana about dating Brett. And Brett says that Danica is like a poison seed in his garden and that he only wants fresh non-GMO seeds in his garden. He truly is disgusting. Have you seen any of his YouTube stuff? I was just thinking of asking you that. No, I haven't. But I, I'm already picturing what's going on there in my head, and I do not like it. Yeah, I haven't either. I imagine it's just, like, workout stuff and, like, wellness 
you know, whatever version of wellness means to, to Brett, but I'm not going to, you know, no likes and no subscribes for me. <laughs> Thumbs down. <laughs> uh, um, so then Dan, Brett then expresses how horny he is for Lisa and he says that he has a MILF issue on top of many other things. Dana says that Lisa has a fat pussy with a pH and allegedly that means that you're hot, but I've literally never heard that term before. Same. <laughs> and it's not going to catch on. I-, I know she wants it to, but we're not going to make fetch happen with this. Exactly. <laughs> That's right, sis. <laughs> um, so Jax, they're back at after the wedding, they're having dinner. Jax does a speech thanking Tom and Katie for fucking up their wedding the first time so that they have an excuse to party in Vegas. And that really is maybe the most honest thing that Jax has said this season. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, okay. I had to rewatch it this morning because when I first watched it, I was like, they didn't even pay attention to that part. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Bo goes over to LVP while they're eating and tells her that she's going to propose or that he's going to propose and Lisa offers to throw an engagement party for them. Great. (sighs) What do you think? Like, I know that Stassi's into all this like morbid stuff, but like (sighs) going to Hollywood forever, just (sighs) okay. (laughs) I I don't like any of Stassi's like shticks. I don't find her, oh, I'm into true crime, I'm into murder, I'm into ranch dressing, like, I know that she's basic, but it's, like, (sighs) the level of basic that I can handle is, like, a Lauren Conrad. This is, like, an annoying level of basic to me, like. I agree, or, like, yeah, no, keep going. Sound off. (laughs) Everybody likes ranch or they don't but you know what and I also have the theory that like everybody in the cast seems to be stuck like five years behind everybody else like she logged on to like the ranch thing like way after it was over (laughs) (laughs) yeah and she's still going she's still doing it it feels like so long ago when her was it her and Ariana had a joint birthday party and they had a ranch fountain yeah That should have been the climax of the ranch bit. It really should have. And, like, Game of Thrones is over. Like, please stop. Please stop making it. Yeah, that show isn't even on anymore. And Friends. Like, let's end it with the Friends stuff, too. Like, I want a moratorium on Friends and Game of Thrones. (laughs) No more after the season. Like, I'm really going to go crazy. Um, so they're leaving, they're, everybody's getting packed up, uh, Lisa calls Max to ask if he paid the invoices, like, when was he gonna do that while he was partying in Vegas? Yeah, I don't know, okay. <laughs> Clearly just an excuse to, um, reveal the fact that he hooked up with that girl, Kara. <laughs> yeah, in the most wraparound way, via FaceTime via FaceTime and he was like oh Lisa I'm so embarrassed that you caught me with this girl in bed you knew I was in bed with oh wow egg on my face how embarrassing (laughs) egg on my face oh god um the only thing interesting about that is that I noticed that Lisa has a tattoo on her ankle which I don't think I knew before oh what what was it do you remember I don't think I saw it 
I couldn't see what it said. It was really small, but it was right on her ankle, which is shocking because she seems like that, like, don't put a bump of stick on a Bentley kind of girls, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so then we're at the end of the episode. Katie asks Tom where the wedding certificate is. He has no idea. We get a flashback to him having the paper and then 97 seconds later, it's... <laughs> That that made the whole episode worth it to me. But it's also like, he was like, well, Bubba, like, how can you expect me to hold on to that? Like, I really, like, I'm sick of this, like, oh, gee, gosh, I'm just the boy and I don't do anything right. Yeah, it's like, okay, do you have ABB? Like, you guys openly talk, like, when they went to Vegas, uh, shoot, were they in Vegas? They went on some kind of trip where they partied and the next morning they had to meet with Lisa and like lighting people or some kind of interior designers to do stuff for Tom Tom, and they were talking about how they like took Adderall to. All I'm saying is like maybe he needs Adderall like for real, if he like is, can't find stuff and like is that disorganized. But he should. But and then he said, I didn't. At least I didn't lose what matters most. <laughs> that's literally that is what matters most because that's what legally tells you that you're married. <laughs> he, he drives me crazy and it's also like he doesn't want to be married so like let's I, I just don't know how are you feeling about the season overall um it's it's okay can I ask you a question quick about the chilling merchandise like where did that come from the, the he's selling merch that says that Oh, yeah, I guess he's, like, a fashion designer now. <laughs> yeah, because I went in a TomTom shop to, like, look at the TomTom merch, and I saw all the Tom Schwartz chilling merch in there, and I that was the first time I saw it, like, two days ago, and I noticed he's wearing it in the episode, but I didn't know if there's a backstory or... Yeah, I just saw, like, maybe a couple weeks ago that he, yeah, like, posted something, and... I saw the Instagram account, so it looks like a pretty new thing, but yeah, I really have no idea. I guess he's turning into like a Scott Disick, like, I'm gonna make, <laughs> which like, okay. I mean, at least he's trying to find another stream of revenue, finally, after years. Yeah, he's taking DJ lessons too, I learned on Sheena's podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. But, okay, I, I'm not even going to go further on that. <laughs> Good for him, I guess. Um, gosh, do you think that he might make it to Coachella before DJ James Kennedy? That would be a tragedy. I hope not. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I think James is fun. I love James. Like, who who are your favorite characters, or cast members, rather? Yeah, so I'm switching right now. So still James. Um... I, I like Randall, even though I do agree with you. He is juvenile and lonely. Um, <laughs> I do like Raquel. Um, I I like uh, maybe last season, Lala. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I don't know. That's about it for now. What about you? <laughs> I mean, I like Ariana. They don't really utilize her that much, but I do like Tom and Ariana. I, and yeah, I, I agree with you on pretty much everybody else. What would your suggestions be 
like for next season to make this better because people are really like if people hated season seven from what I've seen they're like really hating this season yeah I think what would make it better I mean I don't know but I think some of the lines they deliver sounds like they pre-wrote them like that maybe last episode when they were act starring and Raquel said in her confession like I guess you could say I exceeded expectations I feel like that was pre-written and kind of took me out of the reality yeah yeah I would I would like well would you like the new cast members to stay on do you do you like any no. of them enough to keep them okay thank you great <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't need it. And I just feel like they could have been maybe like the producers could have been better about like integrating them into the other cast because like having to go back and forth is really like disjointing for me. Yeah, there it really is two shows, except Sheena's on both of them. And you're right, until you you mentioned what her mom said and everything, she really is doing the most work here. She is, and I feel like she's not getting paid as much as, as other people, which is strange. Wow. Yeah. Like, she's definitely not getting paid more than Jax. And I bet she's not getting paid as much as Brittany is either. And Ew, that's really... I'm over Brittany. I'm very over Brittany. I'm glad that, like, I did really like her at the beginning. Not that I thought that she was going to be, like, Jax's savior or anything, but... You know, she seemed to have a good energy about her, but now it's just like just seeing how she acted about the whole pastor thing and like wanting to knock Sandoval out because he mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, that was. I wonder. That's bad to say, but I feel like I wonder if she hits Jacks if they hit each other. Or, I don't know. That was a weird thing to say. It was very weird and like really aggressive in a way that we haven't seen her before. Yeah. <sighs> Um, so do you have any other thoughts about the show? Um, can't wait to watch next Tuesday. What is the pig and whistle? It's like, they have a few of them in New York. It's, it's like an uh, Irish, oh. I guess. Okay, I actually have been to one in New York. Okay, so if it's a bar, that's fine. Because I thought it was weird Raquel ordered a cheeseburger and then Dana was eating nachos, and it just seemed like two different menus to me. But if it's a bar, I mean. Yeah, it's definitely, like, that kind of vibe. Like, bar food, you know, like, you know, beers. And it's a, like, the, that pig and whistle looked much better than the ones that I've seen in New York. Um, but it's still not somewhere I would go on any date. Certainly not a double date. Yeah, it's I guess because they're so, filming, uh, it's, like, emptier. Yeah, it's like a place you go if you're like in some sort of like co-ed, you know, like softball team. That's where you would go afterwards. Yeah, I took a storytelling class once. Um, it was like six weeks, and we had like a like a recital, and that was like the meetup after. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. <sighs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Courtney. Tell everybody we're having me. Oh, it was a pleasure. Tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Courtney Soliday. Perfect. Well, you have a lovely day. Thank you so much. Thank you. And bye. Bye.